Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another instalment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and Weird Geeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the film's reference and no infringement is intended. Hello and welcome back to the Wig Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment in a classic horror retrospective franchise. We are at the wrap-up episode, always wrap-up, of the I Know What Urban Legend did last summer podcast. Scream! <laughs> you got to fit screaming there. <laughs> I know what screaming urban legend you did last yeah. summer. I've been your host, Al White, and joining me, Alexander Chad. Hi. Christina. Hello. Masterson. Beautiful people. Are you one of the beautiful people? Or is that mm. you addressing our audience? Addressing our audience. That was the correct answer. Correct. We presume they're all beautiful because we can't see you. And you can't see us. Mm-hmm. So everyone's looking good. Well mm. done. Congratulations. Um, I hope you showered today. How often do you shower? Every day. Twice a day sometimes. Yeah, I shower every day for sure. I've, I know people who don't. They shower like once every few days. I'm That's insane. Females. I get sticky. I don't like that. I have a six month shower period. Yeah. Hose down. By my yeah. wife. Like prison style. Yeah. <laughs> Just naked and against a wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bethany loves it. Loves washing me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that in her. <laughs> for sure. A very does, uh, high powered hose, too. As we learned when we went for dinner the other week, she does love your butt. So uh. <laughs> I think it's more because when we got married, I didn't have a butt. Mm. And then I started going to the gym. And I've since acquired a butt. From uh, I saw your butt before you got married, and you had a butt, my friend. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you looked at it more recently, actually, I did send you a picture of it recently. That's why I'm pressed against a a glass wall. And then me and Katie were talking to our friends because we were trying to arrange so we would all start sending you pictures of our butts pressed Mm. against glass walls as well. I'm very glad that that I'm not in this group. My phone's dead, so otherwise I would have shown you right now. No, I got it. Uh, Al's got it. He can show you. (laughs) You want to see Alex's butt? Show it to me. Hello, and if you're new to us, I'm sorry, uh, please head on out to weirdgeeks.com, weirdgeeks.com, where you can patch through to all the social medias, you can email us directly through there, or by typing a mail at weirdgeeks.com, or fuck you at weirdgeeks.com. You can also go to iTunes, type in we are geeks, spelt how you would think, mm. and then find us, we're going to be right next to what used to be the two happy looking ladies on our left, now they're cartoon ladies, they've changed their symbol, good for them, branding. We're just to the right. We're not as popular, but just as entertaining, I presume. I've never listened for fear of identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> please do subscribe. Please do rate to us. It makes all the difference because we don't do any branding. We're not going to do any banner ads. And we're never, ever going to sell you any. Finger shoes. Um, what are those shoes called? <laughs> Finger shoes. <laughs> you know those shoes, those running shoes where it's like... 
Oh, those toe shoes. Toe shoes. Yeah. So there's like toe a socket. Shoes. There's like a thing for each toe. Yeah, each toe. toe. Oh, like little ninja things. Yeah, mm-hmm. that you could wear in the water, on land, yeah. in sky, anywhere, in, in the bed. sky. I am in sky quite often. Well, so. then you should get some. Look into <laughs> if, it. If you were ever on a flight with me with those goddamn shoes, I would get off the plane. <laughs> Mid-plane? <laughs> Mid-plane. Yeah. I, I would <laughs> open the door and just leap to my death. I think that's fair. I think by you might accidentally kill everybody else, but oh, a printer is possessed. <laughs> Alex, what are you doing? <laughs> Not me this time. We are here, guys. Watson. To talk about. <laughs> oh my what gosh, is, it's the printer. The printer is doing I was stuff. like, what is that noise? No, it's because Katie's going to class. We're going to these podcasts. You know what? These podcasts <laughs> used to start to be our, our regimed versions because we did the weekly show, Alex, as yeah. you might remember. Oh, gee. And that was a shambolic mess. Mm-hmm. And then we did these and they were pretty strictly done. There were a lot of editing originally. Now they're basically like a weekly show. <laughs> Just an organic. Crazy. Crazy. Whatever goes. This is the episode. If you haven't listened to our previous ones, then this is the place for you. Welcome, because we're going to guide you through everything we just talked about. All the I know what you did last summers, all of the urban legends. We're going to give a little bit of information on each of those movies and our brief opinions. Uh, if you want the in-depth stuff, go back, to the pre- go back to the actual full things. We took way too long. Wait too long, but longer than these films deserve. That's how long we're going to talk about it. And this one, we're going to do that. We're normally going to go through a bunch of trivia, talk about alt media like comic books, video games, action figures. Uh, Millennials don't know what we did last summer. No one wants to do that for 90s stuff. If it's not Scream, they're not interested in making action figures or video games or anything. Scream is the one. That's it. Yeah. So I'm going to give like a sort of, there's a TV nod that I'm going to give, but it's not technically a canon thing at all. But there's not much to talk about. So we're really going to go into our lists and our rankings. We're going to play the Rotten Tomatoes game. All right, I'm Alex excited. is excited. He's worked hard in his rankings. And today I threw in a spanner. So we'll Yeah, see. I, I'm still... I've kind of got a place for those two. But we'll see. So guys, let's quickly then... And there might be a twist in the middle of this podcast as well. But we'll see. Oh, oh wow. Thank you. Cheeky, cheeky English dog. <laughs> dog? <laughs> so we started with I Know What You Did Last Summer from 1997. IMDb gives it a 5.7 out of 10, which is pretty low. Budget, $17 million. Box office, $125 million. I really enjoyed this film. I know if you're listening and you haven't listened to our previous ones, you want us to justify it. Well, fuck you. I like the movie. That's all I have to say about it. 90s slashes I got no problem with. 80s slashes I absolutely love. This is this for me has character. This for me has fun. This for me has this not film. the best kills. I get that, but I, I like the story. I like the vibe. The I tone's en- great. I enjoy this movie. Yeah, me too. I was a big fan of this film, having watched it twice in the last twelve months. Yeah, I really, really like the tone of this film, and that it does sort of sit. It does play kind of very run-of-the-mill horror tropes, but it's still. I like that it's sort of in this thrillery suspenseful kind of vibe and the writing's really great the leads are great yeah it's a good and it's just got a nice clean narrative i think yeah i actually like the twists in this film i think it's i think it's actually quite you know yeah again in a kind of rote kind of way but i think it's quite smart Mm -hmm. i like this film a lot that's it that's it no i really i i mean i really like this film yeah it was great it's just it's classic it's part of pop culture in a good way and it's memorable and i thought it was great yep 
Yeah. Yeah. It could only be up for me, really, if you did if they had proper kills. And I know I think that's part of the reason 80s people don't like it. We talked about it in previous episodes. But they don't like having more money in these films because it means that you're getting more of a business sort of, you know, perspective on this stuff. They don't like having TV actors, you know, like these sort of, you know, young, pretty TV actors. Kind of, I get that as well. And most of the deaths have been taken out. So I completely get why people are just look, watching 80 slashes for those things. And I love watching yep. 80 slashes for getting away from those things. But I, don't, I think here there's still enough integrity and I, I enjoy it. Yes, would it be better if there were better kills? Yeah. But I think it's a good film. And the, I like that you get, you, you know, you still get the zippy, uh, great writing from Kevin Williamson, but you do get, it's sort of, unlike Scream, it, it removes the, I guess, goofier elements. Yes. And kind of, yeah, plays it a bit more seriously, a bit more Yeah, adult. it's definitely not postmodern. Like this yeah. is pretty much just, this is a horror movie. Uh, it's not the most terrific, yeah. but it is just playing it pretty straight. I still know what he did last summer. Only a year later, in 1998, most of the same cast, but with Jack Black turning up and Brandy. Love it. And what's her face? Who's the who's the uh, bar lady? Jennifer Esposito. Yeah, that one. I'm to be at 4.6 out of 10, even lower. Not that much lower, though. Budgeted again at $17 million. Box office, $84 million. So not raking in as much. I used to enjoy this movie because it's, you know, it's made pretty slick. Some of the kills are actually a little bit nastier than the first film. It's definitely stupider. Going back to it now, yeah, it's not a great film. Yeah. But I can still get more of a hammy midnight fun vibe out from this one. Yeah, I really loved this one when I saw it as a, as a teenager. And I liked it more than the first one. So, I was really excited to come back and see this. But yeah, going, coming back to it now, it's very, very Scooby-Doo whodunit wackiness but like at the same time yeah great fun i think it's a good one to watch with a group of friends i still really enjoy it but it's not a great film necessarily um i really liked it still i just it's so much more enjoyable when they bring um the same characters through on these like pre whatever they're called but not prequels uh (laughs) (laughs) thank you al sequels just because you have this you have this established relationship with them and you could you know continue that relationship so i really enjoyed it oh i guess I'm, we're not doing the ranking of which one no, we liked no, better no, yet yeah, right. so i'm uh, not yeah. gonna tell ya yeah no i think you're absolutely right and what they did not carry through do was the next one i'll always know what he did last summer which was originally from the title as well it makes sense that'd be a great trilogy have jennifer love hewitt come back mm-hmm. have the prince come back doesn't happen nope everyone got ditched they rewrote the entire thing as a straight to dvd film uh, budget away from the coast yeah very yeah. far away, away from the coast Colorado <laughs> but shot in Utah 2006 so 8 years later gets a 3.6 out of out of 10 on IMDb out of IMDb I was about to say <laughs> no idea what the budget is no idea what the box office is very hard to tell in this era when they were doing straight to DVD stuff I remembered I was so hard up for slasher movies like 90 style slasher movies or even any slasher movies in 2006 that had some budget to them or some heritage to them that I lapped this up at the time and really enjoyed the fact that the fisherman becomes a zombie in it coming back to it now it's like holy shit this is hot garbage <laughs> like the acting's terrible the shooting looks like it's done with the home camcorder the editing style there's all these terrible flash cuts there's very little good about this other than I don't mind the basic story and yeah, the idea of turning Fisherman into a long-standing sort of actual just a monster, I'm fine with that, actually. It's just unfortunately how they do it. Yeah. I would say the best thing about this movie is the very last shot when she's in like the highway in the desert and then you see him for a split second and then you cut out. Like The rest of this movie is... Womp womp. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was a movie. This printer is out of control, by the way. Sorry. I need to just... This printer is non-stop and I don't know if people can hear it. If they can, it's got to be driving me crazy. It just stopped. It stopped. 
Have you stopped printing? I mean, I was happy for it to keep going over my spiel about this film. It's not as important. But yeah, this film is... It's a film. People made it. They they pulled their skills together and they made a film. Oh, we're off again. <laughs> oh, no, it's just relaxing. I think that's like at the end of a gym session. Yeah. It's, it's just to cool down. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very important to cool down, whether you're a printer or a person. <laughs> I bet this is wonderful for people to listen to. <laughs> I think this movie was a mistake. I think they made a mistake. <laughs> I thought you talk about like a child you didn't want or something. <laughs> right? Don't you? Like there was yes. like what yes. happened? Mm-hmm. It keep- should not be connected to the rest of the trilogy. Yes. It, and it th- is. It's canon because they mentioned the tropics and that yeah. everything happened there. Yeah, no, it shouldn't. It has nothing to do with it, actually. They don't know. It doesn't do anything. But he's wearing it, a slicker. No, no. It doesn't. It doesn't deserve to be part of it. It should have just been its own thing because it just doesn't make sense to be a part of it. There's nothing that makes you feel like like it's it belongs with the other two at I all. I agree. No. And, it, and it makes me sad because that's the last one. Now we've got, we're going to talk about it in a second. What the future is for these franchises, but. Right now, that's the last one. It's been I mean, a long God, time. Like, if I was, if I got hired for it, I'd be so stoked. Like, oh my God, Scream Three, mm-hmm. really? Like, and you watch the first two, and you're so stoked and excited, and then, this is and what you then get. that happens. Yeah. What happened? What happened? I mean, different production company, no money, no talent, no Kevin Williamson. But why like, would they even allow? Why would they even allow them honest. to do it? You know. Let's be honest. I mean, I don't know with this one because there's very little information on these. Normally, this stuff is done just to retain the rights, but I think this was a different company, so I think the rights might have even lapsed. And because they knew in 2006 there were people that were just crying out for slasher films that would lap them up. Like me. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm ashamed. (laughs) How good I thought it was in my head, and it's just fucking terrible. (laughs) Yeah, so then we're going to go back in time now to 1998, which was the year I still know what you did last summer came out. At that point, Urban Legend came out. Kevin Williamson was Mm -hmm. involved but not as a writer, right? He was like a producer on this one, I think. IMDb gives it a 5.5 out of 10, which is placing it wow. just lower than I know what you did last summer. Pretty fucking low. Uh, budget did at 14 million, so nearly at the same budget um, as I know what you did last summer. Box office, 72.5 million, so nowhere near as much as I know and a little bit less than I still know, uh, which is surprising to me. I thought Urban Legend would be competitive, Really, or nearly competitive, you know? Yeah. This movie, I have a lot of problems with it. I think the end twist is really kind of stupid. I don't like the lead actress. I know you guys have different opinions, particularly Christina, but I really don't like her in the final scenes. I think she's way over the top. Um, and it kind of it goes on for so long, that end bit. I don't like Rent-A-Cop in this movie. I don't like Jared Leto in this movie. I think the lead actress for Final Girl is so insipid. She doesn't really do anything. There's no like real fight in her, which is... She's not the worst, but she's just not interesting, and I can't really get behind her. However, the opening scene is fucking great. Yeah. Really love that yep. classic opening scene in the car. We've got some fun little callbacks here and there throughout i like that it does stick to the urban legend mythos most of the time i like robert england's role it's kind of fun as well yep um it's shot pretty decently like not amazing but it's like it's got a nice like vibe to it all it's by jamie blanks who is the judge dread guy isn't he and some other stuff i've got to that's right yeah there's like there's and I, I actually really like the villain i actually think the villain looks pretty cool it's got a very simple look and again replicated an atm 
but I think it works pretty cool. I like the little axe. There's some fun stuff with like the radio setup. Mm-hmm. Thing. It's just frustrating, this movie for me, because this is very much a film that just doesn't fulfill how cool it could have been for me. Yeah. But it's still decent enough. Yeah. I saw this as a double bill with I Know What You Did Last... I still know what you did last summer. Yeah. With Minute, yeah. So I remember really, really enjoying it as a teenager, but coming back to it now, I don't know, it just it felt a bit flat for me. Yeah. I loved the opening didn't connect with the characters as much i thought they were trying to sort of pull off that that sort of kevin williamson dialogue and and relationships between them but it just it felt like an imitation of that it didn't sort of quite work yeah and just overall the story i mean i liked yeah the idea is really great i really like that idea but i can't, i just can't pinpoint it it was just it was just a bit flat for me seeing it again and and not not as uh, not as great as I remembered it being. Hmm. I really liked that movie. Um, I had a lot of fun watching it. I liked all the actors in it. I liked the way it was shot and the location. And I, I actually really enjoyed this movie. So I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. No, I, but that's kind of my I'm point. It's like I still enjoy it and I would go back to this one quite happily. Yeah, I like but this one. But look, each time I do... You I probably notice more and more things. Yeah, of course. That's mm. why you that only watch movies off. once. No, but even the first time, there are things you need to really piss me off. But it's just the stuff I enjoy. I enjoy enough to still want to watch it. Yeah, but once it gets to the end section, I'm out. I'm like, I'm done now. All the good stuff has happened, you know. Urban Legends Final Cut that came out a few years later in 2000. It gets a 4.2 out of 10, which places it, just for contrast for you guys, above I'll always know, just under I still know in the IMDb ratings. Budget it at 14 million again, which is astonishing to me that it costs the same as the first Urban Legend. A box office 38.6 million, so not not as not as well. Again, this movie when you're really hard up for slasher movies from in the 90s style, this this is more acceptable for how I felt for a split second about I'll always know. You know, this is slickly done. It looks fine. Nothing special in any way, but very just serviceable. You, I think the fencing mask you can laugh at it, but it can also look cool at certain times. And there are a couple of kills here and there that are that are fine and fun enough. However, the setup, the story, the acting, the lead two characters, which are out of a fucking soap opera, the paper mache tower, which is bewildering that it all takes place in this. <laughs> like this is it's a bad movie. It really is. However, it's definitely got ambition. You know, it's definitely yeah. trying to, and I do like that it's trying to fold it all into. Yeah, the film production universe in the same way that Scream 2 and Scream 3 did. And this came between those two, wouldn't it have been? Or was that 2000? Scream 2 was 97, Scream 3 was 2000. So yeah, it was a little late to the game with what it was trying to do. Even then, just even that extra year makes all the difference, you know. But I, it, it's not good. It's not terrible. It, Agree. Agree. It's not, yeah, it's not good. It's not terrible. I think, I think with some of the elements that it was trying, like, especially some of the postmodern stuff it was trying to kind of bring into it, I, I feel, I think I said it in the podcast for this film, was that it felt by this point in time, yeah, with Scream 3 already coming out, I know what you did last summer, like the, the postmodern thing, feeling a little bit tired. I'm feeling like they were sort of treading ground that we had it'd seen a lot. There's just some shockingly bad moments in this that are <laughs> that are just very funny. Just some of the acting and the dialogue is just hilarious. But in saying that, it's yeah, it's it's a higher quality of some of the other ones. I can see why some people would like this film. I wasn't a big fan of the the fencing mask. It felt like someone kind of 
going through a list of masks and deciding oh, which one. 100%. Which one is the next horror villain? <laughs> Which I sympathize with. Like, I've spent a yeah. lot of my life trying to come up with cool horror designs. For, yeah. like, and it's very hard because sure. pretty much everything has been done. And you'd think of something like a hockey mask and it would be stupid, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. it has to be in context. <sighs> this movie was just fine. I was really disappointed after watching Urban Legends because I liked Urban Legends so much. And then Final Cut just, nah, just didn't live up to the first one. And it's like, I don't know, these... When they do these trilogies, I feel like the best ones are when they have some of the same characters coming through or, I don't know, something that just kind of like makes it feel like it's actually connected to the first movie, right? Yes, I did have Reese, which I love Reese. <laughs> she saved the movie, in my opinion. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's just, uh, I don't I know, it. like it, it, maybe have the same director or something so that it kind of feels the same. Yeah, there's like, like no kind of connective yeah, sort of thread to it. except Reese and that was it, but um, eh, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't, I was disappointed because I loved the first one so much, so eh, it's fine. Yeah, and the other thing that frustrated me about Urban Legends 2 was the constant Hitchcock references that Yes. That just was like made the film look even weaker. Yes, no, 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 completely. And just to be clear, I said it's, it's not a good film, but it's not a terrible film. It is a terrible film, but it's a terrible film I could still get some enjoyment out of, mm-hmm. which is really what you're talking about here. Can it can it be fun or not? And then in 2005, we had Urban Legends Bloody Mary, which gets a 4.3 out of 10 on the IMDb. Alex, higher than Final Cut. Wait, which one? Bloody Mary. Oh, my God. It's a 4.3. Budgeted, I, I, I believe, budgeted at $3.5 million. But... Which, yeah, actually could make sense. What do you think, Katie? Makes sense. Katie thinks it makes (laughs) sense. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Not sure what the box office. Just a little... Bye, Katie. Tender goodbye there. Yeah. I mean, this movie, we just talked about it last week. It's, it's, It's really bad. It's really bad. It's mildly more competently made than I'll always know what you did last summer. But they're not having fun with it. And I don't know. It's just like, it just gets so dull. It gets yeah. so dull. Mm-hmm. And they just miss so many good opportunities that it's really annoying. I know, I know people who prefer this film to Final Cut. I, could, I, can, I can understand that. I can understand because mm-hmm. it's so different yeah, mm-hmm. to Final Cut. I have a hard time. I'm having a hard time between Final Cut and, and Bloody Mary, I mean, actually. Final Cut's definitely too. a slasher film. Bloody Mary is definitely a spooky film. But my problem is I think Final Cut is a, it's not a great slasher film, but I think it's better at being a slasher film than Bloody Mary is at being a ghost film, if you know what I mean. Yep. That's fair. That's kind of how I judge it. Because I think with Bloody Mary, it, it, it sort of trips over itself in that, like what you revealed from the interview from that film, the behind the scenes stuff of like, well, actually, we want to set up so people think there is a killer. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but you're not doing that. You've set up 100% that it's, it's a ghost film. Yeah. So I think they kind of, yeah, they sort of trip themselves up a bit. And I hate for money to talk, but if it was budgeted at 3.5, which I could believe, it doesn't feel great. It feels, you know, barely okay. Whereas that 14 million for Final Cut doesn't look 14 million, but it definitely looks more than 3.5. Like Final Cut looks like a mm-hmm, decent mm-hmm, decent budget mm-hmm, is there, which does. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when you're talking about this kind of trash, it does go a little way. Yeah. <laughs> like you either want the enthusiasm and pure just like creative drive which is always more ideal. I'd rather a cheap film that had like real mm-hmm, like energy mm-hmm, and drive mm-hmm, or you want something that at least has a bit more money in it so it can feel a little bit more watchable. Yeah. So I don't hmm. know. But we'll get to it in our rankings. I already talked about Bloody did Mary. Oh, did I? I mean, you did last week, but not, not this week. Oh, hmm. Well, Am I wrong? his favorite film. Hmm, yes. I liked that it was simpler than Final Cut. 
it did drag a little bit, but I, I did like I did like the lead characters. I mean, they were f- nice to follow. <laughs> I felt like they were no, a little bit more empathetic than well, I guess not at the end though. But uh, I don't know. It was okay. It was okay. I didn't expect much after I watched Final Cut. Um, I expected something worse, and it just was kind of okay. You were definitely you know? kinder to it than me and than me and Alex. I was what? Kinder to it. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Eh, you know, I would not watch it again, though. <laughs> you know, you mean after this, you're not going to go home and watch it with no, Brandon? No, no. Hey, you know what, Brandon? You Ten should watch. Years? Nah, no. I don't want to watch it again. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, sorry, do you have anything else you need to say about that one? Nope. Okay. All right. Now, there are all the movies that were covered. I know what you did last summer's. Yeah. Open Legends. The Screams. However. Oh, sorry. Did I spoil it? No, no, no. We're going to get Screams just into rankings. Yeah. So we've touched base on a little bit. We will fold them into our rankings because we've covered them before. But if you want to hear our feelings about those, go back to our Scream retrospective and a wrap up on those films. However, I'm doing research on this last night for this wrap up today. And I discovered there is a fourth Urban Legends movie. Oh, get out of here. No way. Are we watching that after this? Is that the surprise? Not quite. Now, this movie, so in 2007, just two years after Urban Legends Bloody Mary came out, and I never knew this, and I'm really into this shit, Sony sold the rights to the franchise, and a fourth installment was planned, which was going to be called Urban Legends The Goldfield Murders. However, Sony were so impressed by how well the DVD sales of Bloody Mary did, that they then bought back the rights. So, they made this film... The sequel was indeed released, which I never knew it because I'd heard that they were making this. Never knew it then got released. But it was so bad that Sony removed the Urban Legend title from the movie. So, you know, like Bloody Mary last week, we talked about it being a spec script and then you shove Urban Legend into it with no proof for that, but it definitely reeks of that and it was a time where that was happening a lot. This is the opposite. This is they had an Urban Legend <laughs> script and then they took it off of the film because it was so terrible. That's what they should have done to I'll always know what you did last summer. It's true. But depending where you are in the world, it was released as either Accursed Blood... Or Ghosts of Goldfield. Wow. Uh, in the UK, it's Accursed Blood. I wasn't tracking this down. You can get it on DVD. You can get it on iTunes, but only in DVD compression. You can't get it in HD, which is kind of funny. <laughs> it's boasting everywhere that it's starring this dude who's in The Twilight. He'd go on to be in all The Twilight films. Mm. One of the werewolves. I've gone who he was. Guys, it's one in the morning last night as I'm finishing my notes. <laughs> I didn't realize that this is the case and there's an Urban Legend 4 out there, technically. So I take the fucking shot and watch this movie. Yes! Oh my god, should we watch it? Now, right now, we are going to do something we've never done before on any of these podcasts or in the wrap-up. We're going to pause our podcast. So for the audience, we'll be gone for two seconds. And then we're going to come back. We're only going to watch, look at the fear in Christina's face. We're going to watch the first 10 minutes of this movie. Because I'm pretty sure that's all you guys need to see of this movie. (laughs) To understand what I had to go through last night. The content is great. This This film gets an IMDb score of 3.1 out of 10. uh, Which is the lowest, but not by much more (laughs) than the others. Just to be clear. Uh, So we're going to do that now. We're going to take a little pause. We'll be back when these guys have checked out the first 10 minutes of Ghosts of Goldfield. Yes. All right. So that, <laughs> we're back. That is Accursed Blood or Ghosts of Goldfield, Ooh. originally entitled Urban Legends 4, Ghosts of Goldfield, or just, what was it? Goldfield Murders, that was it. Oh, yeah. 
We watched the first sort of 10 minutes or so, and Mm. then we skipped ahead to a whole bunch of scenes, including the ending. You asked me some questions, which I couldn't answer because even though I'd watched it just within the last 24 hours, I still don't really understand what's going on. And it was hard to pay attention. Honestly, and I've seen so much stuff in my life. One of the worst things I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely dreadful. (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe that was made. Mm. And they put it out. Like they finished it and put it out. People go on YouTube, there must be a trailer, like, go and check it out, because you should definitely check it out if you're listening to this, you mm-hmm. can understand. And it puts into perspective when we're talking about films like Bloody Mary or I'll Always Know. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, when people talk shit about, I know what you did last summer, or I still know what you did last summer, I'm like, go and watch fucking I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> and then when people talk shit about that, you're like, go and watch Ghosts of Goldfield. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, like, almost as bad as, I mean, it was almost... I mean, I always know it was pretty bad. This is like really bad. It's insane. It's insane. It looks like it was <laughs> shot on like a 90s camcorder, but this was from what, 2007? Yeah. Oh, wow. There is a trailer that is on the channel of Barnholtz Entertainment, which I think is one of the production companies that was involved right. with them. You should check it out. Send and an it email. says, a hotel with a not so pretty ghost story. It's like, yeah, some students, but who had never made the film before were given, I don't know, I, I didn't even know. Like, again, I can totally imagine this film could have cost half a million or even more. I can't believe that. But it looks like $100 max. Like, it's insane. But then you look at the end credits like we did. Yeah, they had, there's they so had many people working so on it. So many more people than I've ever I don't know what with. happened. How did this happen? I don't understand. Wow. Anyway, so that's the fourth Urban Legends well, movie. Well, thank you so much for not making us watch the whole thing, right, Just, Alex? We're pretty yeah, lucky. Very lucky. Just giving through um, YouTube here after typing Ghost of Goldfield, there is one little link, which will probably be way more interesting than the film, which I'm going to watch when I get home, called Haunted Go- Goldfield Hotel Nevada. It's a short clip of the Haunted Goldfield Hotel. To do with the real story. Yeah, and it's got, it must have like interviews with people. Yeah, I definitely, I saw one of the, actually, maybe I got it wrong last week. Maybe it was this film I was researching and I found a second unit director, which again, how would you have a second unit director? But saying that, yeah, the hotel was really haunted and they had loads of crazy stories from when they were shooting there. It's like, well, that's cool. Should have made that movie. Could have been cool. <laughs> yeah. Or at least they should have, because there's bits well, of footage. What was it called? Super Blood? A Curse Blood. That's the UK name, I think. Ghosts of Goldfield is the US name, I think. Mm. Anyway, absolute garbage and a real unpleasant surprise for me at uh, one in the morning to find out, oh Ooh. shit, there's sort of an Urban Legends 4. They just took the name off it because it was that Ooh. bad. And it, it is that bad. So, you know what? I need to cheer myself up. Let's go and play the Rotten Tomatoes game, my friend. All right. This is always fun. So, we've been adapting this a little bit because the problem with Rotten Tomatoes is you have the critics percentage and then you have the audience percentage. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You hear me? Excellent. Sometimes they're in parody with each other. Sometimes they're really, really not in parody with each other. We did one last uh, last season on the horror show, and they couldn't have been more wildly opposite from each other. I'm not going to say how that is this this obviously season. Christina, I think you might be new to this game. Not sure. Uh, this is where we're going to play it. Now, I've already been telling you the IMDb scores. That's an accumulative rating system from the public. Who've yes, been rating on yes, IMDb. Yes, yes, yes. That might have given you a guide. It might not. You can throw all them out the window now because we're going to be looking at rotten tomatoes or tomatoes if you're an American person. Mm. Score. Now, again, what I'm going to do this time to test this way out, we're going to go through them year by year. I'm not going to go through them 
one by one, like I know what, and then I still know what. I'm going to go through them for the year that they were released okay, okay. because it might help you understand when critics were fatigued. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm, See what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. Give me a little, a little help, Roo. I'm going to give you the audience rating percentage, yep. and then you're going to have to guess because normally then each one you're going to go if it was higher or lower than the last one. We're going to go just who can get the closest basically okay. this time. I'm going to yep. give you the audience rating. And yep. then you are each going to have, have one guess, guess to get the percentage and whoever's the closest will get the point. So everyone's always going to get at least one point. You can guess the exact same if you want and okay. risk it all like that. Okay. It's your game. Okay. Christina, it's up to you how you want to play. Okay. I'm going to keep score down here. It's up here. to you how you want to play. I'm going to keep score down here. Here we go. <laughs> so we are going to start in 1997 with 19. I Know What You Did Last seven, uh, last Summer. <laughs> last seven. <laughs> the uh, audience gives this film a 40%. <laughs> Oh, I know what you did last summer. Fuck. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we're in a minority. People do not like that movie. Fuck. But do the critics like that movie on Rotten Tomatoes? What is the percentage that critics have given it? 40% from the audience? What is it from the critics? Who wants to go first? You go, Alex, because I haven't played this game yet, so I'm not I'm so gonna sure. I'm going to say the critics, 57%. 57%. And this is out of 100? Yeah. 57% from Alex? 45 45% for Christina. It is 42%. Fuck! So I won. Christina gets Damn. one Critics point. Critics don't like it either. No. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's just us. We're the only ones Yeah, but they're like critics. It. Damn. Oh, well, sometimes it's all over the place, this, you know, and sometimes they're in alignment, so it's interesting. People might be angry at my list. <laughs> <laughs> it's our list. People can get their own show. 1998, we're going to go... I think I still know what he did last summer. just came before Open Legend. I'm not sure. They're both the same year. We're mm-hmm. going to do it that way. still know what he did last summer. Audience gives it 29%. Damn. Wait, this is I still? I still know what he did. People hate this franchise. 29%. 29, okay. What about you, Alex? What are you going to give it? <sighs> I'm going to say 42%. 42%. As a echo of the last one. I'm going to say 35 well, look at Christina. She's really not got much faith in people. And you're correct not to, Christina. The uh, critics gave it 7%. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad 7%. 7 percent Oh, poor guys. I feel bad giving Christina a score a point, considering you're so far <laughs> out, but still, you're technically close. 7%. Now we're going to jump over to Urban Legend. Wait, what about I'll Always Know? Yeah, we're doing it by date. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, although Got technically excited. these two... No, yeah, that's right. Urban Legend, 1998. This gets an audience rating of 37%. So higher than I still know, not as high as I know what. Hmm. What did the critics give it? 37% from the audience, Urban Legend. Alex, you've got to get on the map, buddy. Mm, I'm going to say critics gave it 32%. 32% from the critics. Okay. okay. Uh, I was thinking 30%. We might have to make Christina go first a couple of times because she's just <laughs> undercutting you each time. I can tell the audience gave it 37 The critics gave it 19%. Another <laughs> 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 point for Christina right there. Oh, man. It's not looking good, is it? <laughs> Urban Legends Final Cut came out in 2000. The audience gave that 20%. 20% I'll go for Final Cut. Okay. What do you think, Christina? Critics 5%. Like 5%. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going 12. 
Twelve percent. <laughs> the correct score from the critics is nine percent. So who's better? Wait, what did you get? Alex I said is one percent closer. <laughs> Alex gets <laughs> on the board <laughs> with one point nine percent for Final wow. Cut. Wow, it's pretty fucking low. Yeah, I <sighs> thought it would be low. Then we're already arriving at Urban Legends Bloody Mary from 2005. The audience give this 28%, guys, which is higher than Final Cut. But what did the critics give it? 10%. 10% from Christina. Going 14. 14% from Alex. I can tell you that Alex has won. What? The critics gave it. 40 percent 40 40 40 percent for bloody mary and then what did they get final cut nine and urban legend the original 19 percent they gave bloody mary i still know what you did last summer seven percent i know what you did last summer 42 percent bloody mary 40 percent what that is insane that's wrong they made a mistake to be fair we're having i mean we're all having fun here People might be screaming, yeah, run to Moe's, the aggregate is bullshit and how they do. We, we appreciate that. That's part of the fun of this game yeah. is how it judges <laughs> the scoring system. Alex, you're on two. Christina's on three. Okay. You've got one more to play for. Now, if you want to, we can add Ghost of Goldfield to this because I do have the numbers down. <laughs> yes, I think we should. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that could be so if, you could if, still if I tie. If you tie, that can be the draw. Yeah, that's okay, the sudden like death. It. I'll always know what he did last summer, 2006. Audience gave this one 20%. Wow, that's still higher than I thought. The same as Final Cut. But what did the critics give it? Alex has done three guesses in a row. Christina, this is your last five. You can go for 5% for the critics. No, I'm going... Think about it, Alex. I'm going 15. 15% from the critics. <laughs> Christina wins. <laughs> what was the it? Critics gave it zero percent. Oh my god! As they should. From, I believe six reviews it has been aggregated to zero percent. Wow! There's <laughs> no way to last time. Alex, there's no need for a tiebreaker. I'm sorry, buddy, but just for shits and giggles. Yep. Ghosts of Goldfield or Accursed Blood or Urban <laughs> Legends for whatever the Goldfield murders. Audience give it sixteen percent. 16%, which let's just bear in mind, they gave Final Cut 20%. Let's just bear in mind that this is all bullshit. Uh, (laughs) 16%. What did the critics give it? Zero as well. Yeah, zero. (laughs) Not available. No critics have bothered to rate this movie. (laughs) Negative. (laughs) So, doesn't exist. Christina, well done. You want to run tomatoes for this round. Well played. One point. Thank you. That was fun. Proud of you. So... (laughs) Where are these films going? Urban Legend? Nobody knows. Nothing else is happening with it. Surprisingly, Ghost of Goldfield buried <laughs> that series a little bit. We mentioned a little bit on I Know It Did Last Summer, but just to bring up a little bit more detail. On September the 14th, 2014, Sony reported that they had plans to remake the film with Mike Flanagan uh, and Jeff Howard penning the script. These are the guys who did uh, Haunting of Hill's House. They did Oculus. They did Hush. In June the 1st, 2016, Blumhouse um, on Shockwave's podcast revealed and further confirmed this new iteration and reimagination of the franchise and said it would not have any inventions of the Lewis Duncan novel, the antagonist being a central character, nor the 1990 
seventh feature, The Fisherman, Bell and Willis, and four primary protagonists, Julie, James, blah, blah, blah. Further, the new direction and scope of the film necessitates an estimated budget of 15 to 20 million, which sounds about right. And Sony also states that the film is a high priority and they were setting it for release somewhere in, not, in 2020. Wait, what was this? What film? I know what you did last time, a remake. Oh, yeah, remake. Um, however, it has gone pretty dead on that. So unless they're working on it secretly and silently, which is possible. Again, he Blumhouse has come out to publicly say he would love to reinvent I Know What You Did Last Summer and Scream, potentially other 90s things. Who knows? Who knows? But I'm totally down for that. I would love to see I Know What You Did Last Summer remade. I think they could do something cool with it. I, honestly, if they redid I Always Know What You Did Last Summer and did it with the original cast... Oh, you want to do like a I Scream 4? I would go 4. watch it. That would be cool. You yeah, wouldn't you cool. go watch it? The and they brought the, and, yeah. I think we might be the only three, but I absolutely would be down for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I fear no one else is going to go watch that movie. No, no, the problem is no one really went to see Scream 4 compared to what they were expecting. So, And they're wrong, because as you go back and listen to our podcast, it's a good one. Well, actually, you don't even need to. We're going to rank them again in a second. So guys, you know what? Let's look at our list, shall we? Here we go. We've got best villain. We've got best final girl. We've got best kill. We've got best 90 song. And what character survived to the end of a film that we really wish had pegged it. And then, of course, ranking our films, which we're all going to have slightly different versions of because we've been on slightly different amounts of 90s episodes. So we're not only going to do these ones, but we're going to do Scream. I'm going to throw in Bride of Chucky and Where's Craven's New Nightmare. Alex might do something similar. We'll see. We'll you see. did sort of throw those at me last minute. So. I did. I did. <laughs> it's a little complicated. Guys, best villain. So what do we have the options of? We've got a fisherman through yep. part one, fisherman and his son in mm. part two, zombie fisherman yep. part three. Urban legend, we've got curly-haired lass yep. but in the cool-looking suit. Final cut, we've got old fencing teacher boy. Mm. <laughs> Bloody Mary, spooky ghost. And that's it. We're not counting ghosts. We're not including uh, Ghostface? No, no, no. Scream one, but we've already, ju- we've already judged Scream. <laughs> We're just judging no one. Like, oh. Until we get to our rankings... These are only meant to be for what we've covered this season. I see. Fuck, I'm going to redo all my list. Oh, sorry. That's right. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> really? <laughs> but it's okay. I could do it now. Okay. Okay. I know this is not going to go down well, but Loretta I really Devine. liked Curly Hair Girl. <laughs> okay. I liked her. Out of the urban legends, she was the best. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's fine. That's fine. For me, it's uh, yeah, Ben like- Willis version one. The original yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah out of out of those six films yeah i don't know just like i i like that in that he's still there's a human side to him like literally i like his motives in that and yeah there's there's not as many sort of like thrilling kills for a horror slasher which mm-hmm. is a bit disappointing but he looks kind of cool i love when he kills the first guy and just drags him with the fish hook like that's such a yeah, I yeah. went for all those like all the kills in those three films, and there's just every it's hook, 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 yeah. hook, hook, and it's difficult because none of them are amazing. Mm. I'm yeah, I mean the fisherman. I love the. I actually like the urban legend design, but the reveal for both of the killers ruins it for me. Whereas I don't love that it's Ben Willis, but he's still not as terrible as a teenager. I just hate it when it's a teenager in these masks. Yeah, for me it's definitely the fisherman, but I would actually say I prefer him in part two. Like I actually find him slightly cooler in part two. Unfortunately, the film around him isn't as cool. Even after he takes his... Uh, even after like that reveal at the end when yeah, he's talking, he's like, stand him up. Yeah, it's not great, but also the 
battle on their fucking boat with Prince Junior and everyone in the first one isn't great either. Yeah. And that goes on for much longer. So I'm going to give the slight edge to part two, but yeah, the fisherman. Curly Head Girl in Urban Legends is really cool. I, I really like her too. For me, there's a similar issue with Scream 4 in that they show this character being so physically imposing and but then you reveal and it's it's you know mm-hmm. a, a girl who's of much shorter stature to how they've kind of filmed the oh yeah, the yeah. it doesn't so add up it to doesn't, it doesn't like kind of connect as well that was always a bit of an issue for me i just don't like it like i find she overacts massively and i find it just yeah it's kind of insufferable to be honest <laughs> <laughs> okay Best final girl. So, what have we got? We've got, obviously, Jennifer Lo- Lopez, Jennifer Love Hewitt from the first one, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and Brandy, sort of, but the second one, but definitely Jennifer Love is the, the final girl. Third one, whoever the fuck she was. Yep. <laughs> We've got Urban Legend Redhead. Girl. Ginger Girl. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ginger Girl. Sorry, I was yeah, forgetting yeah. about Urban oh, Legends it? Final Cut, where we've got the director girl, mm-hmm. who is, of course, played by, what's her face from... I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. You know, you know I mean, it was, it was kind of surprising to see her. Alex is on it. And then our Lord, our Bloody, Mary. Bloody Mary. We've mm-hmm. got... Fuck. We just, <laughs> we just watched it. Who, um, who's the... Myers? Cynthia Myers? Yeah. That girl. <laughs> Jennifer Morrison. Oh, yeah. And of course, Jennifer Morrison and then Kate Mara. Obviously. Kate Mara. Kate Mara yeah, yeah, from the is, last yeah. one. I'm going to go first here. I'll be honest. None of them are like the best final girls they're all True. terrible other than jennifer love hewitt and i get why she rubs people the wrong way completely completely understand but she commits you know the, again we go back to a lot but the scene where she's just shouting in the street i get why people would laugh at that scene i really do however at least she has a good arc she fucking fights by the end she's got a personal connection to things it's how a final girl should be the rest of them are just i don't know none of them are, like urban legend girl terribly insipid final cut girl a little bit better but also pretty insipid and just like annoying yeah bloody mary girl couldn't even remember her, and that was the most recent one that we covered <laughs> and i'll always know let's just not talk about her ideally yeah. <laughs> so i mean it's slim pickings yeah i picked the same j-lo <laughs> what is it jen is does she have her own jennifer love j-lo who J-Love, J-Love, J-Love. 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 Yeah, J-Love. definitely her for sure. I mean, she has more of a... At least she has more of like a connection when her friends and when people around her die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unlike I've noticed in a lot of these, it's just like this like... There's no... The stakes just aren't realistic. And the reactions aren't always realistic. So I like her. She's definitely by far the best out of all of them. Which shows a lot, I think, to do with writing and direction. Because Kate Mara, mm. I think, has proven herself as a better actress. Absolutely. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Like, if, yeah, if you want to kind of look at their careers, careers. and yeah. what they've gone mm. on to do, yeah, you could easily argue that Kate Mara is the better, better actress out of all of those. But her character is not very interesting in this film. And there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Jennifer Love Hewitt just has the stronger arc. Yeah, and she does, you know, yes, she does things that we see often in her performances repeated a lot in these just when we talked about it some of her expressions and her reactions to things are very kind of just very deliberate rather than felt i think but at least she still throws herself into that and i find with her and her as a final girl you know she it's written in a way that plays into that that not very like just that very kind of 
I guess, sort of typical final girl trope in that she's faced with like a moral dilemma and she's the one that's like taking the moral high ground, but then she's pushed into it and then she's kind of burdened by that. And she has to kind of, I like, I like that we see her constantly revisit that sort of trauma and like still carry it through those two films. And then, yes, you know, in each one, then she kind of takes ownership of that and takes action. No, completely. I agree with like, yeah, she's not as good as Nev Campbell. And I don't think Nev Campbell's amazing, but she's got a really strong arc and she really does some good stuff with it. It is, but even not being as strong as that, it is still frustrating, yeah, that we never got that third one because I would love to see where Mm -hmm. they would push her to and maybe you could really break her a bit. And for anyone who's new to us and just listening to this wrap up, you might be thinking, what is that beautiful song in the opening? It is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. How do I deal? <laughs> that was my favorite song from uh, these films. So we're about to get to it in a minute. <laughs> Wait, let's just jump straight to that. Best 90s song from these movies. Yep. Now I feel the only reason that Christina keeps coming back for more 90s slashes with us is really one, she's hoping she's going to get some more Patrick Dempsey at some point. Maybe it will happen. Let's keep dangling that carrot. The other thing, 90s songs. <laughs> Christina enjoys. <laughs> I do. You and do? they played surprisingly. Wait, wasn't they played Nick Cave? But I don't remember when. That was a scream and scream. Yeah, oh, yeah. so now I right can't hand. pick it. Well, now I don't know. You know what? I mean, you sure? If that's what you got, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. But then, why did you play no, it when I it was? Why, why did you play it when we were listening to? Oh, yeah, that's when I was listening to the scream <laughs> wrap allow, up. So it's out. Darn it! I'm out. Just go, Alex. <laughs> Uh, it's How Do I Deal by Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> How do I deal with you? No, Great. I can't. I can't. Because I couldn't actually that remember. That was the one I, I hated rem- the most. I couldn't actually remember any of the others. Those are the so that one was like, I'm going to choose that. <laughs> I got a soundtrack over here. Unfortunately, it's on the computer we're recording on, so I'm hoping it won't break things. Is it going to break Don't do things? it. Don't do it. I don't want to hear it. No, no, I'm not going to play it, but I can read off of, can read off of a list. I feel like we're going to break it, so maybe I should not do this. Quit out, quit, quit it, force quit it. Ah! I mean, it's not really the song. It's more of the music video that really kills me. I mean, the song kills me, but the music video really I mean, kills I, me. I love that. You watch the music video? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember the music video. But I love that it's a <laughs> horror film and her own love song is in it. Yes. <laughs> no, it's, it's fucking terrible. Because you could imagine if that, you could imagine that with like a rom-com do you know what i mean yeah the lead actress getting uh her song featured in it or being like the the main song of the soundtrack but the fact that it's in in a slasher film is really funny uh, not all of these are in i've got all these but they don't have the soundtrack things next to them so i can't necessarily say which film they're from my favorite one's actually an our lady peace song called clumsy which i believe is the end credit song and i know what you did last summer so i know what you did last summer <laughs> fucking love that song <laughs> Really love it. Like, quite genuinely. I think love it's wonderful. It. Best kills. All my kills are from other movies. Oh my gosh, my kills from the other movie too. Not all from Scream? Yeah. Uh, some, yeah, oh, I'm the, sorry, the main ones. No, it's fine. Uh, oh, I got one. I got one. I got one. All right. Do it. I I've got a couple actually. I got one. Well, do, do it. Then. No, I know. I, I can't remember. It was from. I'm getting hungry. Oh, where was it? Okay, I forget where it was from, but the guy, remember I had a strong reaction when I saw it with the, he got the the tire spikes. 
what happened remember the tire oh, spikes came over. up yeah was it it was it from urban legend the yeah the yeah the it was the dean dean oh yeah, oh, yeah but what yeah, happened yeah, yeah. there's two things that happened to them that i was like oh no i know it's the tire spikes was the last one he's but it was something that happened right before the tire spikes his achilles uh, oh, oh yes achilles heel yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> just like Hercules <laughs> <laughs> I just noted there's a tiny you see above my bookshelf there's a tiny cupboard up there you what? never knew there was a cupboard up there you better open it because you probably put something in it when you moved in red. there <laughs> you think so <laughs> um, yeah that, that was actually a pretty cool kill that was pretty cool I mean the first kill in Urban Legends is awesome just because of the build yes. up the what car was the kill. first kill? The whole car oh, going yeah, on the radio. Like really it's just good. got such that a great build up. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, and I know what you did last summer, I like the first kill the guy in the in the dock just because like when he when he hooks him and mm-hmm. then drags him, it's just mm-hmm. such an effective um That's the thing you're in these really for the build up and the shooting of them. Yeah. Because the actual kills are rarely that creative or bloody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what else is there? <laughs> So I've what got, have you got? I've got, um, for instance, the Sarah Michelle Gellar kill. Oh, it's not a great kill. Yeah. But again, the scene is great. Like with the great parade scene. going by, and oh, it's really yeah. elongated. And she's like, I like the chase with that mm-hmm. when she's in the store. Like she's running to the store, then she's the in tires. the store, and then she's out of the store. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And the actual death is not great, but the whole scene around it is cool. Yeah. And even before that, when Ryan Felipe dies and he's up in the rafters. And she sees him get killed and you just see the silhouette. And then the way that it's shot is like from her POV. So you've got the light coming across her face and then she sees it and then he's blinded. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think the prince's friend and I still know is okay. That's probably my favorite hooking where he gets dragged through the window of the car just quite quickly. Just feels a bit more brutal. But again, all the hookings are just hookings. Uh, Yeah. The opening car kill in Urban Legend I think is great. I actually like, again, not the kill. I think the kill's bad, but the setting is it's kind of the only creepy one for me, which is Daniel Harris's scene when she's been killed while her friends are asleep in Urban Legend yep. and the killer's in the room. Oh, yeah. And she just puts on her headphones to go. I think that idea is great. Yeah. Don't think they necessarily do it the best. But what about kidney uh, kill? That's my winner. That's what I go down uh, yeah. the winner is the kidney heist because it's the only one that feels like a proper 80s slasher movie yeah in terms of yeah it's pretty nasty in the oh, bar in the window he oh, then rips yeah. open her wound yeah. then oh. the, wind, the dog's barking and then the window oh. breaks and it comes down and just slices her head off and oh. like and then the dog's fed her kidney oh like yeah that's that's a proper fucking scene and there are all these movies that sure. that yeah so that's that's probably my favorite one and that's urban legends final cut <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is kudos to them and that was an extra scene yeah yeah they was. went back and filmed that extra because they needed more blood basically <laughs> and they were right <laughs> they did they were right so character that's I mean I think we can all agree though the kills are not that's, they're not the best parts of these movies mm-hmm. characters that's well a character that survived that you wish had not I could go first on this one right. I wish everybody from I'll always know what you did last summer <laughs> everybody died yep. I mean sure nobody should survive that one I'd argue with that yep that's just out of I'm courtesy I'm take you that and I'm gonna raise you uh, everybody at the end of Final Cut. Yeah, <laughs> especially the agent boy. <laughs> that fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. survives for no reason. We won't do it any th- for anything less than a three-pitch deal. There's just so many people survive. I mean, I also don't like Jared Leto surviving. I don't yeah. really like Loretta Devine surviving, to be honest. But everybody survives at the end of Final Cut, and mm-hmm. it's just bullshit. They should have all died. Die. They can all die. So that leaves us, guys, with our rankings. Uh, Christina... Okay, yeah, sure. You're going to have the shortest ranking. Yeah, so I'll go first because you, you guys gonna are going to be different. You're going to start from the bottom and work your way up to number one. Oh, great. Okay, well, I know the goes. bottom one. Well, okay. that's good because that's, that's the way you're starting. 
The last one is I'll always know what you did last summer. That's your least favorite? Least favorite, isn't it? Your least favorite? I'm not saying. Oh my god. Why why is it your least favorite? Because it was the worst. You I mean, watched it. I did watch it. It just looked horrible. The writing was horrible. This is true. The way they shot it was horrible. Everything was horrible. Isn't this the one that they did those weird like yep. jump cut thingies? Yeah. Like <laughs> yep. whatever. I don't know. It was pretty bad. It was very bad. Okay, so that was Donzo bad. <laughs> the second to last would be this one's hard. But yeah. I think like what would I I think Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary? Yeah. And then final cut. See, those two are pretty tied. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Really, um, those two are close? Yeah, they were really good close. Good list, good list. And then, <laughs> and then, 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 Scream 2. All right, I was oh. good. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> you just paused so long after saying Scream. Two. Scream 2. Scream 2. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. And then, Scream. Yes. 3. Oh, wow. Interesting. And then. Interesting. I still know what you did last summer. Really? Above Scream 3 and Scream 2. Some people are listening right now. Very angry. Maybe Some because it was like be a long angry. time ago I watched them. <laughs> no, but those people are going to be angry. It's kind of hard. Saying. It's kind of hard with Scream. No, I, I don't feel, I don't feel 90s bit. fans. Are, people do attach to the Scream series sometimes, particularly the first one. But I don't feel 90s fans are get as angry as 80s slasher fans because yeah. who really cares? <laughs> and then Scream 4. Scream form, okay. Yeah. Above, I still know. Seems okay. accurate. And then I'm putting the four in where the A should be, as the marketing told me to. Mm -hmm. Urban Legend One. Urban Legend above Scream Four. Yes. Galaxy's face. Of course. Of course. And you then love that one. I know what you did last summer. I know what. There it is. And then which leaves the numero uno uno is Scream. Ghosts of Goldfield. <laughs> <laughs> Scream. Scream at number one, then. Mm -hmm. I know what. At number two, Urban Legend at number three. I mean, that seems, you know, that's the first entry from all three of them in yeah, those top Yeah, which the three. first ones of everything is, what, they're all the better. Okay. They're all the best. They're all the better. Scream four, then I still know, then Scream three, then Scream two, then Final Cut, Bloody Mary, and all the way. So where does it, where's the real cutoff from you? Like, which, uh, to what level of these would you go back to? And when would you be like, I'm not returning? I would probably rewatch all of the Screams. I would watch the first two of I I know mm -hmm. you know I know and I still know would never watch I'll always know. So you'd go down and to I'll Scream only two. watch the first one of Urban Legend. I won't watch Final Cut or Bloody Mary. Okay, so Scream Two is your cutoff. Then the last three, you're like, no, I'm not going back to Final Cut, Bloody Mary, or I'll always basically. No, I said all of Scream. No, no, I've said Scream Two is your cutoff. Like after that, yeah. So you'd go all the way down, but then you're not going to go back to Final Cut. You're not going to go back to Bloody Mary or I'll always. They're yes, three yeah. that you're like, no, those yeah. three. Can, those things are no, 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 no. They can die. No, yeah, die. Okay. Fair enough. They honestly should die. Alexander Chard, what, do you, what have you got for us and what are you going to throw into that mix? I'm excited to hear. Should I mention the films that we're throwing into this? If you want to, yeah. So, uh, last minute Al told me, because we covered these in other retrospectives and that they count as part of the 90s slasher, and that is Bride of Chucky and New Nightmare, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Which is borderline. Some people wouldn't consider borderline, it slasher because yeah. it is, but it can't, I mean, it's up to us. We, we can throw it in for fun. People don't take it too seriously. Yeah. And I mean, I think New Nightmare has very big influence over Scream. Yes, absolutely. As far as the postmodern ideas. The precursor to it, the warm-up. So I think it's, it's relevant. So number 10. Here we go. I'll always know. Oh, all the way at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no, this film was absolutely dreadful. Uh, I said it on the podcast, you know, I, I have respect for people coming together and putting their best foot forward and making something, but that was shit. Okay. <laughs> it was just really, really bad. Uh, number nine and eight. Hang on, hang on, hang on. How do you have, because I've got, oh, okay, I've got an extra Oh, sorry. I didn't. My my numbers are wrong. Your it'll numbers be numbered, are wrong. It'll yeah. be twelve. I was gonna say. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say. Sorry. Oh, that's cool. So twelve. Yep. And then my eleven and ten. A little bit like Christina. It was a bit of a toss up between these two. But at eleven, I'll put Urban Legends, Bloody Mary. Even though maybe my gut tells me that I enjoyed it more than Legends. Too. Yeah, I know. Me too. Oh, it's, really? it's like really I think so, hard. But wow. actually, I don't think it. Is nowhere near a, as good of a film. Yeah, because um, I watched. I, I remind you of the CGI pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> but I rewatched the trailer to Final Cut, and I was like, "Oh, maybe Final Cut was kind of fun." Yeah, I don't know. It's confusing, man. Yeah, I mean, just the thing with Urban Legends, like it was fun. Watch watching Bloody Mary with you guys was great for the first forty-five minutes, and then it was just such a slow drag to the. Yeah, that's end. the problem. The films as well, they're different with people and on your own. So then at. 10 is Urban Legends 2. Final cut. Final cut. You guys have the same list right now. Yep. Yeah, this film was... Just, yeah, I just didn't in, enjoy it at all. I just found it... Yeah, tired and not very interesting. Especially at that sort of... What I said before, like it, the whole postmodern thing and that felt very tired. I just thought it was weak and felt like the Hitchcock stuff just annoyed me. Because it was like, you're just highlighting how crap this movie is. So, what's that? 10? Well, there's something. Nine. Am I up to nine? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Nine. Scream. Because I've got 14 and I'm adding in two more than you've done that I've covered. So, that means you should have 12 overall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, nine. Scream. Don't do the pause. (laughs) (laughs) Scream three. Yeah. Um, My issue with this was there wasn't enough Neve Campbell in this film. Mm -hmm. All the characters were awful and annoying. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of uh, annoying characters playing actors. However, it does have one of my favorite scenes James out Sonnenbob. of all these films. <laughs> yeah. And that's the set scene. Yeah, that's great. On the soundstage where they revisit Sydney's house from the first one. Or not Sydney's house, the. Yeah, well, the street and. Yeah, yeah the house. Yeah, Sydney's house. house. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. it is Sydney's house. I thought that scene was really cool. But the rest of the movie, I just found. It just. It was too sort of off the wall and silly and I just didn't enjoy it. I hear, I hear, buddy. And Cotton was killed right at the start. Oh, Cotton weary. He got tied. <laughs> but my... Oh, God, where am I? Nine. You're eight. at number eight. Yeah. So, that was nine. Eight and seven. These were, these were all very close. This was very hard to kind of distinguish in order with these films. But at eight, I've put Scream 2. Scream 2 at eight. Yeah. Underneath the both of you. Underneath, I still know. <laughs> Scream 2 I and Scream 3. I still know. It was fun, man. Uh, yeah, Scream 2, it was okay. I liked bits of it. it. I loved the start. I really, really loved the start. But I just didn't enjoy the characters as much as the first one. There were some cool kills in it. It was okay. Sure. It was okay. 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 At seven. 7, and I'm still tossing out whether I really want this at 7 Please or whether it should be further down, but I put Urban Legends. Urban, just the original Urban Legend. Yeah, yeah, no ghost of Goldfield. <laughs> urban Legend. I mean, the again, the opening with this is just awesome. It's one of my favorite openings. I really like the premise and the idea. The characters aren't as sort of 
as likable or the dialogue not as punchy as Scream or mm. even I Know What You Did, but there's something I like about it. And at least the kind of idea and premise is very clear. Sure. Even if the ending is, is a little bit a little bit goofy. Next up. I want to pause you for one second because I'm not one to talk, but Christina's hair is amazing right now. <laughs> yeah. Bangs. That's great. Number six, I am going to put... Here we go. I still know what you did last summer. I still know. Above mm. Urban Legends and Scream 2 and Scream 3, guys. Send your hate mail. Uh, Alexander Send Chard. it to me, you, you rotten tomato haters. <laughs> um, look, it's... I don't... Going back to this film post loving it as a teenager, yeah, I can see that it's not a great film. But it's a fun Scooby-Doo film. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I sure. really enjoyed watching it. Did we watch this one together? Uh, no. No. No, no Jack Blacking together. That's right. I think even watch I think watching this if we had watched this together would have been a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah um, for sure. This is the problem we do this stuff separate or then we have to like take notes and then we gotta talk about I wish we could just like mm-hmm. then you wanna take the good ones and watch them again together and just yeah, get yeah. drunk and have fun. Because I think this is this film would be just great to watch with uh, with some friends. Coming in at five. five I've got Brian of Chucky. Oh the Chuckster. Um You like this one. I do like this one. It's it's to be honest, it's not a great film. The stories are great. Catherine Heigl and the male lead are pretty awful, and their story's awful. But it's kind of the first spin of oh, the Chucky looks awesome in this. This is stitched up Chucky, mm-hmm. and it's Agreed. the first time you're sort of rooting for Chucky, and especially because the leads and that their kind of narrative narrative is just so blah and they're so annoying. It just gives you more reason to to like Chucky and his kind of snide comments to them. And and this one I did watch with you and Ali. So it was a lot of fun. That's really stuck with me. Yeah. And and I just have a real fondness now for this this franchise and this character. And we're going to get to return to it in a month's time. In the remake or mm-hmm. reboot or whatever it is. Whatever it is. It? Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Ooh. So yeah, that one I really enjoy. And it's, uh, it's a fun, but no one, like not a great film, but a great fun, fun film. Number four. Number four. I'm going to put New Nightmare. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I mean, I really love this film. When we were doing the Freddy retrospective, I had not seen this one. I had no idea what to expect. And it really, really surprised me. I really love the idea. Like we mentioned before, I think this is very important for how it defined the kind of genre in the 90s or -hmm. not how it defined but its influence on the genre it has some bits that aren't great in it from memory that just look really bad now and have definitely not aged well but the idea is just it's really really fucking cool yeah i mean the ending looks really bad but i really value it for for this list because of its influence on this list of films top three then okay so coming in at number three is scream four Going through this list again, I sent you guys a message and I was like, this makes me want to watch Scream 4 again. I feel sad that maybe this film is underappreciated and that it sort of popped up when it did. But I think it's a great, really, really great addition to that franchise. The solo I would almost the take two and three out and just watch the first one and this. Yeah, I think Ghostface, for me, this is the best Ghostface in this. He's just way more kind of physically imposing. There's just some really cool physicality things he does, like when he kills the cop and he does a little head tilt. The bedroom killing scene that she mm-hmm. sees from, like, is 
so violent and graphic, but there's like a brutal kind of reality to it that I really like. I think the reveal at the end, I think Emma Roberts and Kieran Culkin don't do what you see a lot here. You see it sort in Urban Legends where they deliberately like up the kind of kookiness and whoa, we're kind of crazy and mad. Like the way that they sort of both play it down. Yeah. Especially Kieran Culkin as sort of like this lovesick nerd. It's really fucking cool and really dark. The only thing that it disappointed me about this film is the ending. And I think we spoke about that, how we both, how we all would have liked it to have ended with Emma Roberts sort of being victorious in her goals and being wheeled out into the ambulance and just cut yeah, it Yeah, the whole end sequences. Yeah, <laughs> um, but they add on that, that sort of last scene. So, yeah, but great film. We'll definitely go back and watch that again. Um, so, my two and, two one, and one, this is really, really difficult for me. You got to do it. But- and this will probably be controversial, but I'm going to go scream at number two. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Quite counting on you for the controversial votes, my yeah. friend. Um, I absolutely love the Do you know how many people are losing their shit right now? Oh, yeah. Let them lose their shit. It's fine. And, I mean, for me, it was very close between these two. On my list, I've got them both at one and two. Look, I think Scream has had a much bigger... or well, obviously, has had a, had a huge cultural impact and its significance... In many ways, it is the number one 90s slasher. I think the opening is just so brilliant and so memorable. And I've talked about it across many of these podcasts, how great Kevin Williamson's writing is in developing uh, his characters and the group, the ensemble, you know, just the scene when they're by the fountain and we were introduced to all of them. It's just so punchy and so like brings you in so immediately to who they are and having that sense of like oh cool i want to hang out with these people as they and then see them all slowly like get killed yeah it's such an important film and i think it i think it's a wonderful film where it maybe doesn't necessarily what maybe slightly shifts uh, the, the the voting for me is merely just a preference of tone you know i don't mind i don't mind the sequels when they bring in a bit of that goofiness but often I like my first film in a in a horror to kind of be a bit darker, be a bit more grounded and 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 sort of lay the foundations like that and then push it in whatever different directions after. I love the postmodern stuff, but yeah, there's just some bits where it's a little too goofy. And there's like that one odd shot where like Ghostface is looking from behind a hedge. Oh yeah. It just seems crazy. so like bizarre that's and out crazy. of place. And that and that's like it's it's just really fine margins separating them. But my number one film from these 90 slashes is I Know What You Did Last Summer. Again, because it does have that punchy sort of Kevin Williamson dialogue that I really like and personality. I think that's what he brings here. There's just like a real soul and personality that he brings to his characters and his world building. But I enjoy the tone of I Know What You Did Last Summer. I appreciate that it's a bit more grounded, a bit more mature, maybe. I don't know if that's the right word, but... Dawson's Creaky. And Dawson, maybe that's it. Maybe it's a bit more sort of Dawson's Creaky. And I love imagining that, well, what if this was in Dawson's universe? This was all happening. It's Dawson's Beach. Yeah. And again, I, li- I, li- I like the premise since it's a very kind of clear and clean sort of uh, narrative. And, and I do like that they sort of make it a bit of a thriller whodunit. Yeah. And I love those scenes, that whole section with the beauty pageant, Ryan Felipe being killed and, and then Sarah Michelle Gellar. And I think the performances are, 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 de- are decent, you know. I think 
Freddie Prince has his mouth open a lot. and The Prince. Um, but I think Ryan Felipe is really great. I think he's the strongest of that group. But but they all fit their roles. I mean, it's the same with Scream. They all fit their roles. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, that is my casting. number one. That is my, that's my number one. Thank you, guys. Very controversial. It was pretty that's controversial. Yeah, those Rotten Tomato <laughs> numbers. It's fucking insane. So I'm throwing in two extra ones. I'm throwing in H2O and I'm throwing in The Faculty. The Faculty is not really a slasher film. I know some people do deem it as one. So since we've already reviewed it, I am throwing it in here. But I don't, I wouldn't consider it a slasher movie. And I do want to say you two haven't seen maybe one of these films. So I'm not going to do spoilers. So I won't go into its depth. Mine is really split into very clear chunks. So at the bottom, I've got 14 and 13. They could be interchanged and they're the same as you guys. It's I'll Always Know and Bloody Mary. I've actually got Bloody Mary slightly lower. What? Yeah. Then Um, I'll always know? Yeah. Now, to be clear, again, this is there in their own bracket of both of these movies should be burnt. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No one should ever subject themselves to it. However, as much as a shock as it was to me of how terrible I'll always know was when I came back to it, I had more fun watching that with you guys than I did Bloody Mary. Like I was able to laugh at that film more with you guys, whereas Bloody Mary I could at the beginning and then it just got so fucking boring. And I can't take when a film's that bad for it to be boring. Whereas at least I always know it was so bad that I could actually have mild, and I mean by a couple of percentage, more fun with it. Then I get into the second bracket, which are films which... They're not good. They're actually really bad films. But I could, if I had to watch them again, if they're on or whatever, I probably will see them again at some point in my life. 12 for me is Urban Legends Final Cut, which it's just fine how it's made. The actual story and the acting and the dialogue is garbage, but it's made fine enough that you can watch it, you know? And 11 is I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, which... <laughs> Doesn't like it as much <laughs> as us. was a real shocker for me. Like, I, I remembered really enjoying this and going back to it. I was like, this is really bad. But that said, I mean, it's much better than Final Cut. It just has a more fun, you know, going on in it. And I will totally watch this film again. But objectively, I find it, I can't say it's, like, good. <laughs> it's really bad. Number 10 thing for me, then I get, like, from 10 till 6 is in its own little bracket for me, which are, like, decent films. They could have been great, but they have some problems. Bride of Chucky is a number 10 for me. I struggle with that one more than you, Alex, but I do appreciate the stuff you're saying. The stuff I like about it, I do actually really enjoy. The stuff I don't, I just really hate. Yeah, yeah. So I've been, they can listen to our podcast for that. Number nine for me is Scream 3. Yeah, that's my least favorite Scream movie. I, however, it goes just above Bride for me because I do like the last few seconds so much. I think how they close out Nev Campbell's arc in the trilogy before they go to four is really lovely. And yeah, that scene you talked about in the set is really cool. The rest is too coy for me. Number eight, then, is probably where I'd throw the faculty. It's got some real problems. Um, some of the CGI hasn't aged that great either. But it's Robert Rodriguez. It's an Invasion of the Body Snatchers style movie. It's sort of a slasher as well. It's got a fun cast with it, with Josh Hartnett and Elijah Wood and loads of cool people. And it is fun. It's a lot of fun. Then number seven for me is Urban Legend. Again, I think this could be great. And that opening scene, I think, is what I want the rest of the movie to be like. If just the final girl even had some grit to her, I could like this movie a lot more. Instead, it's a movie I'm happy to watch but it's not great. Um, And then at number six is Scream 2 for me, which, yeah, is a decent film. Like, it's just fun. It's got some really cool moments in there. It's got some really stupid moments in there. Um, Yeah, again, people can go back and listen to a full film. Then five and four are pretty exchangeable for me. Five, I've got a Scream 4. It's my second favorite Scream movie. I really love that movie. I think it's massively underrated. Yeah, I agree. That last scene should just go... But I actually think it's a really fun little movie. And I think it's, it's, it's as long as you like 90 slashes, if you don't, it's not yeah. going to win you over. 
And then Wes Craven's New Nightmare for me is at number four. There are a lot of problems with that film. I do get why people hate it, but I do think not only is it very important, the bits I like in it, I really love still. And it meant a lot to me, sure, so I can't be not polluted by that. I watched that in the cinemas when it came out as a young, impressionable kid, and it really like blew my mind at the time. But the stuff I do like now, I really do like mm. a lot. Oh, God, I forgot her name. Heather Langkamp. She's wonderful. Yeah, I genuinely like her. I know people have problems with her, but I think she's good in that. Mm-hmm. So then we're in my top three. And my top three, I think all three are fantastic. Like, all three are, like, fucking great films. Number three for me is Scream. <laughs> Whoa! Um, I thought that would have been your one for Shao. No. No, and I and I had to do, we've gone back to these now. I've said it quite a few times in the podcast. You know why? I've now gone back and qualified. Because he's in love with J Love. I am in love with J Love. Or I was. Scream for me is obviously the most important. It's kinda of like what you're saying, Alex. It's the most important for sure. I think even technically it's probably better made than anything I'm about mm-hmm. to talk about as well. But I have to go with what is not only do I admire but also means the most to me. The yeah, like you say, the tone, like that beginning is fucking fantastic. And if the whole film had been like that, it'd be one of my favorite films ever made. The rest of it, I still really enjoy it. It's so much fun. There are goofy, stupid moments with it. Some bad acting from a boyfriend. Dewey, I think, is out of place in the first film, but of course he's <laughs> lovable because Dewey. And the ending goes on way too long with the goofy teenagers when they get into all that stuff. Mally Lill- uh, Lillard, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. <laughs> he, he's, um, he's all over the place. And I get why people, I enjoy it all. I enjoy it all a lot. However, for me, I would just rather a horror film. Just yeah. like a, you know, a slightly more serious horror film. So while I love Scream... It's just under these two for me. I know what you did last summer is my number two. For all the reasons you said, really, Alex. I mean, you can tell it was based on a book, even though they've done it yeah. loosely. There's just a little bit more groundwork there for a mature story underneath it all. And again, I'm not saying it's a better film than Scream at all. I'm just saying it appeals more to my sensibilities. I like the setting a lot. I like the tone more. I really like the villain. I like more that sort of hulking sort of villain than the running around ghost face. Yeah, I just, I think Nev is better than Jennifer Hewitt. She's more interesting as a lead. But, yeah, there's just something about it that just slightly appeals to me mm-hmm. more. And then, still hasn't changed, and I know some people get really upset, because I've been now on, uh, like, horror festival tours and talking to people, and no one really sees eye to eye with me, other than when we covered Halloween. I think all four of us around the table would agree, because um, we had four of us, Ali, Justin, and Katie doing it, and we all loved H2O, which was a good vindication for me that it wasn't just me. H2O is my favorite. It's my favorite slash movie of the 90s. It has problems. Like, it has real problems. It's Halloween 7, obviously, 20 years later. And now, obviously, they've gone back to Halloween again. So, like, the whole point of H2O was to ignore everything that had happened between 1 and maybe 2 and then create a trilogy with Jamie Lee Curtis, and she kind of championed that. Not everything she wanted really managed to happen in it. So then they came back and ignored that and everything again to do that new Halloween that came out in 2018. And in my opinion, there's a lot that the new Halloween does better. A lot. But then there's a lot that it does worse, in my opinion. And particularly the ending. And I'm not going to spoil it here because I know you haven't seen H2O, I don't think. But H2O's ending is fucking fantastic for me. Like, it's one of... And I know some people hate it because, like, yeah, but there's more sequels and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't care. I'm just judging it as a film. And as a film, for me, watch Halloween and then watch H2O. Maybe Halloween 2 if you want to. Those as a trilogy. It's so great. And I love... It's you know it's still got the slickness that you and I are enjoying from I Know What You Did Last Summer and Scream. It's done by Steve Miner, who did Friday the 13th Part 2 and 3. And like Placid as well. So yeah. like, not as good. He's not as good a storyteller as Wes Craven or anything. Again, I'm not pretending it's made as well as Scream. But I do think the ending is better than anything here. And the ending means so much to me with the film. You know, you got a great... Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it as well. You got Josh Hartnett again, same year as The Faculty. 
Josh Hartman, really he was killing it. Really, really love this movie. And I could literally, like, I'd love to do an audio commentary for it at some point where I talk through every scene and why I love it. Because I have to justify this <laughs> to so many horror fans who hate it that I'd love to do that. But I mean, why do so that, many people hate it? What is it? Well, I want you to see it before we can okay. talk about that. Sure. But have you, you've seen the original Halloween, right? I have not. See, that's what we should we need to do. I we need to at least do, I mean, to do a triple bill would be great. Halloween 1, 2, and then H2O. But at least just do Halloween and H2O. And just, like, hang out together and just do a double bill. Not do a part i mean we can do a if we want to one i'll day. do it with you just to, for fun right. we don't have to do no a podcast notes, so. no podcast yeah, you guys already did podcasts yeah yeah for that. and then when we all join up for another I thing we can always like mm. we can always add it in whenever we have to do another thing to add to this list you know one day but that'd be a nice just like hangout session because halloween is legitimately my favorite slasher ever made and one of my favorite films ever made and h2o i just think is a completely different slicker you know more 90s version mm-hmm. but i think it does a great job there you go that's my list Everyone's angry everywhere but for everyone all the things hating you said. Us. Everyone is hating us. I thought, uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I thought that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal. This is the point normally where not only do I say, please do go to weirdgeeks.com and please do subscribe and rate to us and please do go to starfishmixtape.com, starfishmixtape.com, where this very week you're going to be able to go onto all your video on demand. We're going to be on Xbox playstation amazon itunes lots of sky and cable and shit like that and you can watch a film starfish please do rent it please do buy it it's the only way you can support us do and, it. P- and please then rate us if you buy us on itunes uh, or, or rent us it means a lot christina's in it christina isn't it no i'm gonna tell you to all that stuff would be appreciated no i'm gonna tell you to please follow me on uh social medias and on xbox mr al white on everything and with Alex, you can yeah follow me on twitter and instagram at alexander chard i don't have any followers on twitter I want people to communicate so I can tell you to fuck off. Yeah, I do see our <laughs> listenership. It goes up and down depending on the series, but sometimes we have good numbers. No one talks to us, just to be clear. Yeah. No, and, and then I suddenly realized we've had two months with our email hasn't been working. So potentially we had some missed emails, yeah. <laughs> but it's up and working now. Do email us through the website. Uh, but Christina? At underscore hi Christina on Instagram and sometimes on Twitter. I have a Twitter account. I don't really use it that often, but you know, I'm there. Too cool for Twitter. No, that's not it. Not only am I saying all of that stuff. But normally what I'd like to do then is finally reveal what we're going to be covering next Friday as we embark upon a new journey and a new adventure with new friends. But I can't do it. Because <laughs> here's the thing. So uh, me and Alex have been planning for a while Hello. now because we scheduled these out literally this year has been scheduled out since mid last year. Mm-hmm. You all know you get the terrible PDFs. So this is what's happening. What we're going to be tackling next was the Conjuring Universe. Hi. Which would allow us to do a franchise, but something a little different. Mm. And we've been doing quite a lot of little different things, so we probably should get back to a normal franchise, but whatever. And that was going to lead up to Annabelle Comes Home, the third Annabelle film. It was going to be a nice little journey. We were also planning to do all the Spider-Man films at one point. We're very glad we didn't tackle that. However, our schedules are looking pretty crazy. We're just looking for it right now. It's going to mm-hmm. be me, Alex, and then we're not sure. We're, maybe Shannon was going to return. Maybe. Because she wanted to. That would have been hilarious. However, yeah, our schedules aren't looking that good. So we're going to look a little more into that. It might still be possible. If not, we're going to put a pin in that and come back to it. And I'm going to fill the space. We've got a whole bunch of other shows that we're looking at doing still. Everything from Paranormal Activity, which I won't do without Alex as well. So I'll put a pin in that. <laughs> <laughs> to The Wrong Turns, to Final Destination, to although we're kind of waiting for the remake of that, which is meant to be coming. I don't know. We've got a lot of stuff up in here. Then there's some shorter ones. There's like The Hitcher I really want to do. There's Jaws, actually, I wouldn't mind doing. Ooh. Um, some things like that. 
So I'm afraid you're just going to have to look on social media and we'll reveal it over the next week, over the next few days. And then the first episode will hit on the Friday. In, in full transparency, we're recording this two weeks ahead of schedule. So you might see the tweet before this podcast even goes out. <laughs> but there you go. Haunted. But for now, this is the last time that you're going to hear Christina and Alex's voices. Together until December. Until December, for sure. For the rise of Skywalker. We will be back for our Star Wars series. And um, hopefully you'll hear at least at least one of their voices at a time prior to that. Me and Christina and Haruka still have to go back and do those Living Dead remakes as well. At some How point. many are they? I think there's like six or seven of those. Oh. Maybe oh. got a Danny Maybe Boyle one to add to that. We're going to be doing Danny Boyle, yeah, yesterday. Oh. Nah, not with Christina, luckily. <laughs> so yeah, you'll hear from us soon. Until okay. next Friday, we are out. Geeks. 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 I know what you did last summer is awesome. I don't care what you think.